Welcome to Main Hustle Side Hustle Podcast. Listen to part two of our conversation with Cynthia Daniels of Cynthia Daniels and Company as she shares how she elevated her hustle and maneuvered through the pandemic. Check it out. Something that stuck out to me in the last part was that you said you found your passion through volunteering and that it was really deep, deep inside. We've been talking previously about like your passions and side hustles that a lot of times it it pops up from things that you're already interested in, those things that kind of pop for you. But (laughs) for volunteering and and events and how your company came to be, it was a, you kind of had to dig a little deeper for it. Right. Right. I saw a need in Memphis. And I think a lot of people that are trying to contemplate what's, what's their passion, sometimes it's all about what the need is. And mm-hmm. the need that I recognized was there wasn't events for professional Black entrepreneurs and pro- just professionals, period. Let me just say that. Um, you know, coming from Atlanta, there were definitely huge social gatherings, conferences, galas. You know, you think of D.C., Dallas. It was everywhere but Memphis. And I, and I, and I had a problem with that. I wanted yes. to fix that. So that's really where the, all of the other events came out of that I've done. Um, you know, the Elixir, um, where I, the first year, I had the audacity to have uh, six DJs, two bands, because I wanted to do something different. Yes. Um, a New Year's Eve party at a hotel, that is the norm in every other city. But I thought, why can't we have something fly where we put on our tuxedos and gowns and have a good time? We don't have to go to those other parties in the city of Memphis. And so out of necessity, everything just keeps coming out of my company organically. That's excellent. So definitely seeing the need and feeling the void and being able or being bold enough to get out because you don't really see a need. You kind of have to get out there and be in the community and talk to people and yeah, you- see what's there. <clears throat> You got to find out what the void is, you know. Yeah, um, you, you don't get there just sitting in the house chilling. So, yeah, absolutely. Right. And I think you also see a lot of entrepreneurs, well, if so and so did this thing, I'm going to do it just like them. Mm-hmm. Don't try to be like the next entrepreneur. Do your own thing and it will be successful. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, just like us, just just like with our uh, with our podcast here. I mean, we we've all listened to podcasts and some are very we we know that we aren't the most we're like we're not super structured on, I, on our podcast and that and is like intentional it. yeah it's intentional we want the conversation to be more organic yeah feel more authentic you know we don't want people to be feel stuffy when we talk yeah. and you know right. we don't want to have a list of you know 20 30 questions and just run off the list we, we, want, we want to feel like a conversation and i, I love that and speaking of, I think this is a good time to even transition into, though it may come later, but Cynthia has a podcast as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. So if you want Brian to kind of share your podcast and what you mm-hmm. guys share and, and the focus of that and where did that idea come from? And is that, do you consider that an extension of your brand? Mm-hmm. Sure. So uh, my, my podcast is Grind Set and my co-host is Williams Brack. And it's actually the brainchild of Epicenter. Um, you know, you have Leslie uh, Smith, who is the amazing, um, you know, president, executive director over there. And she saw the tr- the trend that Memphis had majority 
you know, black entrepreneur females in the city. And she thought there needed to be a space where women could come on as guests and some men at times to talk about that journey into entrepreneurship. Um, so I actually got called to come in for an interview. And, you know, speaking of structure, I'm thinking, I'm, I don't work for nobody. <laughs> I'm, I'm good, boo. But uh, after conversation, she just liked my really unique path to entrepreneurship. So it was myself and a few other people. Um, we just interviewed for it. And I was lucky enough to be hired for the position. But we do get to have very transparent conversations with the women. I think, again, social media makes entrepreneurship look so cool, which yeah. it is. But there are struggles to it, you know, and I think we just have to be more vocal so people can understand what they're signing up for. Mm -hmm. I love it. I love it. So make sure um, we'll, we always at the end have our guests, you know, definitely share where we can find you with this product, or service. So please make sure to shout that out towards the end. So okay. at this point, things are going great. You have signature events. Mm -hmm. um, you definitely made your mark on Memphis and, and, and brought um, some things that we, you know, have not had or seen or experienced. And then just kind of take us through um, until right now when the pandemic hit and <laughs> how, because <laughs> I think everyone has experienced, you know, you were just kind of going about your life and everything was all good. And then the bomb just dropped and it has affected Yep. different people in very different ways. Absolutely. I, I can definitely say year three was going real smooth, right? So, um, you know, 2017, 2018, I really um, narrowed down how many signature events I was doing. So it started with 10 because I'm overly ambitious. <laughs> but I realized around 2019, like, girl, you do not need to be doing all this. Like, <laughs> do, what, do what makes sense. Let's do it profitable you know mm -hmm. all of those things were important so I, I, I dwindled down from 10 to 6 I finally got a website together and I think on the flip side with people when they when they launch a business it is great to get all the branding get your logos and your you know your business cards and your website but sometimes you need content you got to build on that resume before you just jump out here and throw out a resume so mm -hmm. I'm sorry a website so I actually had years of things that I was able to put on this website and that opened up the floodgates to the corporate side and the government contracts which was not part of my plan but I think because I had this track record and people watching me sometimes when you're operating in your gift things will come to you sure and guys I'm telling you year three was good you know I um, partnered with the airport on some stuff uh, Memphis in May working on an event for them um, multiple other big facets. Work. I was working on a festival for Edge District, and then boom, coronavirus came. Mm. Uh, <laughs> and you know, it Corona. was Corona. Corona. The Rona. What's so funny? It hit Black Restaurant Week this year. Black Restaurant Week was March eighth through the fourteenth, and I'll never forget every reporter in the beginning of the week, well, how is coronavirus affecting Black Restaurant Week? And I'm thinking, y'all, they restaurants. Like, they have to be sanitary, they clean, disinfect. Not seeing big picture, right? Now, I don't think any of us expected this. Yeah. Okay. But I remember that Thursday of the week, 
that's when Shelby County School said an extended spring break. And I said, oh. Uh-oh. Oh, this is- <laughs> it's real. It got real. Yeah. Yeah. It got real, real, real fast. But then check this out. I was doing my fourth annual food truck festival that Sunday. I sold 6,000 plus tickets. Now, are we trying to refund 6,000 plus tickets? Mm-hmm. I have 100 businesses. <laughs> right. Decisions. I have a hundred businesses that are invested. So, and, and you know, black businesses are different. So they are spending all of their resources and time creating these products, food trucks, been buying food all these weeks. Mm-hmm. Not only would I be affected, I'm talking about a hundred other people. And that was a huge burden on me. Like that whole week, what should I do? Um, and so ultimately though, I decided against take the business route. I, um, Got a lot of hand washing stations, hand sanitizer. Um, I hired a crew of uh, a cleaning crew to make sure they were cleaning every hour. So I, I did have to last minute spending a lot of extra money, but it was worth it to invest in that versus canceling or rescheduling. Which, you, as you can see now, every other event, first they said May, now it's June, now it's fall. So I'm glad I was able to get under that radar. But I kid you not, that Monday morning, after the festival, we still had about 4,000 people that came. That's awesome. Yeah, thank you. Um, CDC said no more than 50 people allowed in the space. Mm-hmm. By, by Wednesday, yeah. Thursday, oh, no, no. Only two people. <laughs> so I'm talking about I had, um, I canceled 10 events that week. Mm-hmm. The, yeah. the Kappas were celebrating um, their 40th uh, chapter year anniversary. I had a surprise wedding. I mean, just so many little things that the the event I was working on for Memphis in May, I mean, all of these big opportunities that I was going to be working on immediately had to stop. And now I'm in a place where, you know, my signature events really kick off in the fall. Mm -hmm. But the thing with my events, again, they're upscale. So I don't know if I feel comfortable coming out the gate, say, hey, I got this black tie gala, tickets $150, y'all spending money or what? Yeah, like, I don't know if I feel comfortable enough. So I'm really right now thinking I may not do anything. Um, if in terms of Cynthia Day and the company, what I want to do is honor all of those client events that we had to cancel and postpone. I definitely want to do that. Um, I think that second week of, um, that we were all at home, I reached out to the Edge District since I already had that relationship. I am going to do a free block party. Okay. So I don't care if it's dead August and it's Real, real hot because we know how Memphis summers can be. Yes, I think just for the morale of the city, something has to happen, and I want it to be free. Um, just because we, you know everybody's financial situations are different, um, so I want to be able to do that at least for the community. But you know, I may not do any signature event for the rest of the year. I really just have to see when things, quote unquote, return to normal. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, normal. Yeah, and so. Yeah. You talked about in the very beginning, um, you know, the first couple of weeks, you did come up with your virtual event. So kind of talk about that and how you've been able to kind of, you know, work around the challenges that the pandemic sure. has brought to all of us. Sure. But let's, let's get real transparent. Um, so canceling 10 events, some of them I had gotten paid for, some not. But it wasn't about the money for me. I feel like once I canceled everything, I had no purpose. Hmm. I couldn't do anything. A planner planned. 
So you're telling me you closing all the venues. You closed outside. There is yeah. <laughs> outside is closed. Outside is closed. It's closed. There was nothing I could do. So every day I'm just wallowing. I'm I'm sleeping at crazy hours. I'm I'm binging on TV shows, but I had no purpose. It it also it really took me back to 2008 in Atlanta when mm-hmm. I didn't have a job in those two degrees. What am I supposed to be doing with myself? Um, so I was in a really really dark place, and you know ultimately because I'm a, I'm a woman of faith, and you know my my all my family's in Atlanta, can't go see them. So they were just checking on me, and I finally just saw this emergence of virtual things happening, which I, th- I thought was brilliant. A lot of mm-hmm. events planned just across the country. Hey, we're going to make this, this uh, birthday party virtual. We're going to um, do an anniversary party virtual. And I thought, hmm, you know, it was actually kind of cool to see other faces in Zoom. A friend yeah. of mine did a surprise party for her husband in Atlanta. I was able to attend. And I thought, this is it. You know what? I don't, I, there's no way I can make Elixir. <laughs> or anything else that <laughs> virtual. Yeah. But what I can do is to create a series that uh, creates new content for people, something yeah. that they can learn. So I created a what's next virtual series. So what's next, meaning what's next after we come out of this pandemic. So I've had people talking about, you know, nonprofit management, you know, how to get funding for your business, how to land contracts, um, just different subject matters that speak to different people. And I created one after hours for people that are still working from home called Networking After Work, where we're talking about real estate one-on-one, you know, what side hustle can you start again? I need to get on that one. Right. <laughs> Just really helping people say, you know what, we're all at a standstill right now, but let's learn something new. Let's connect with some other people. And I honestly, again, I always go big. <laughs> I decided to do two a day during the month of April because for the longest April 30th was that, you know, that was the day we were supposed yeah. to be able to go back outside, supposedly. <laughs> so um, we're looking at, I don't know, roughly about 40 in total that I've, I'm, wow. I plan on doing, which it's been very therapeutic for me. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, 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 I'm by myself. So being able to interact with those um, speakers, with the um, people that are participating, they're telling me how much it's impacting them. And in terms, it's really making me feel like I have a purpose again. You know, so that's really how that came about. That's awesome. And thank you for your transparency on that. uh, Because there are, you know, those of us who are able to work from home and still, Mm -hmm. you know, do what you do, even though it's a little different. But there are others Mm -hmm. such as yourself that, you know, your job lies solely on (laughs) in-person, you know, events. It's like, what do you mean? I can't literally cannot do my job right now. Right. So thank you for that. I got a question for you. So you talked about like how the pandemic situation has affected your business and all that. And so I'm wondering, knowing what you know now, Mm -hmm. hopefully nothing like this ever comes around again, but just knowing what you know now, (laughs) (laughs) um, how would you, or do you have any, any suggestions for full-time entrepreneurs Mm -hmm. to help prepare for a, I say rainy day, but more like mm-hmm. rainy, you know, rainy like how can you how can you kind of prepare for something like this so that mm-hmm. you know you can still sus- sustain your lifestyle? Um right. right. you know, what what kind of tips could you offer knowing what you know now? Sure. Well, I I definitely would say 
the the most important thing and, and it depends on if, if people have staff or not you know i have contracted staff but knowing that you have enough saved away on a rainy day for yourself and your team you know um again my, my business is a little different because we have to physically wait until the event happens but if you have payroll and you have people that are really loyal and dependent on you you have to have enough to know that I need to make sure my staff can be taken care of for at least 30 days, you know, with, with if, if something like this were to ever happen again. Um, making sure that your bills are paid up, you know, trying to, you know, make sure those credit card companies and, and things are in the loop that you are an entrepreneur. Um, having a credit line, that has been a game changer for me. And I will say that Pinnacle Bank and, and First Tennessee, they are really big proponents of entrepreneurs. So if, you, if if you don't have a credit line, get you one ASAP. And that's just money reserved that you may need to spend in the future. Um, so I think that can be really beneficial to people that are out there listening and, you know, fin finances. That's that's the ultimate thing that's going to keep you sane during a time like this. Absolutely. I love that uh, credit line and um, making sure we're big proponents of having you know, just money saved. And I've been telling people, I don't care what, even mm -hmm. with a stimulus check, if you get one or whatever, pay yeah. your bills. If you have the money, don't keep them on. <laughs> just pay them. Pay it. Yeah. Pay it and be done with it, you know. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so so what's on your playlist? So what's some of your, your favorite um, musical artists? Oh, All Day Outcasts. Um, I listen to AT Aliens, uh, that's in heavy rotation, Equimini, uh, gotta give a nod to 8-Ball and MJG, so coming out hard, but listening to the album a whole lot. But on the flip side, I discovered um, Moonchild, the last Ooh, concert I yes. went to. Uh, Jill Scott was here, uh, thank God we got to see Jill right before everything shut down, and Moonchild over for her, so I was introduced to them, so I've been kind of going backwards in their catalog and, and enjoying them. I love I love uh, Jill Scott. Yes, Queen. My wife, my wife I missed me all the time. <laughs> <laughs> all, right. Uh, all right, question two, question two. Give us one of your favorite books, or or it could be a podcast. So you mentioned your book about networking. That seems like it was very influential. Yes. Uh, but give us one of your favorite books or podcasts. Let me tell you, my absolute favorite book that will speak to any entrepreneur right now is The Alchemist. And when I moved to Memphis, my brother told me to read The Alchemist. And the beautiful thing about that story, the main character is on this journey. And the, and the end of the journey realizes I had everything I needed within me this entire time. So I would recommend anybody to read The Alchemist. It's a classic uh, novel yeah. that every yeah. the world has read. Yeah, I, I, I suppose I read this so many years ago. I still hadn't done See? it. See, now you got time. Now, <laughs> now, time I got time. <laughs> now I got time. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Uh, my question would be, what's been your favorite? I hate to say favorite during a time when, you know, it's kind of heavy. But we, mm -hmm. I think we've been fortunate to kind of have some light moments mm -hmm. in the culture, so to speak. What's been your favorite moment in Please. the culture during the pandemic? You already know what it is. The Teddy Riley version <laughs> gave me so much joy, y'all. I was up to, the first time they did it. I was up to maybe two, three in the morning just going through memes and videos because yes. everybody has time now. So they got whole production studios and, and they <laughs> So they, they jumped on that quick. So 
not only was it historic to have such legendary producers, like almost you feel like they're in the comfort of your own home, mm-hmm. but to see the extraness. Oh, I'm, I'm gonna make up that More word. So Teddy, on Teddy Riley's right. part. Teddy, Teddy, it's not a concert, Teddy. Yeah, man, it's not. You don't have to yeah. perform to the track that's already done. <laughs> so hey, please don't play keyboard over remember the time. Just let me get in the moment. Hold up, with the synthesizer though. Dude. Yes, he had the rock and the synthesizer doing the most. Oh my God. That was that has been hands down. I would never forget that. We all mm-hmm. know what we were. Yes, <laughs> we know. We know. Okay, yeah, so I got another one. I got another one. Um, who's your favorite? And it might be hard, but who's somebody who you've really been following on social media, new social media follow of any kind? Ooh. That's a, you know what? It's not hard. I'm going to tell you who keeps me motivated, Will Smith. Okay. Um, I've, I've always been a fan, but not a, a heavy fan like I am of other okay, artists. The person. Mm-hmm. The person. But to watch him thrive through this pandemic, you know, if he makes me relate to him now. You know, he has friends. You know, Jazzy Jeff had uh, coronavirus. So yes. he had a very transparent conversation with him. And he's just showing, you know, I'm I'm dealing with this just like everybody else. And he's just giving a lot of positive nuggets on Instagram. So that's been really helpful for me. Good yeah, deal. I follow Will too. Yeah, he's incredible. Nah, he is. <laughs> I gotta scroll through. Andre, you got one more? All right. So my I mean my last one is um just tip tips for those uh wanting to make the transition of full time entrepreneur. So I, number one, I would recommend get your finances in order. I know my story is a little different, but you know it's just me. I don't have a family. I don't have children. So if you do have a family, you need to work on your exit strategy. Sometimes it takes six months to prepare for that. So I, I highly recommend that. Um, I recommend you look into resources. So um, Epicenter, um, City of Memphis Office of Business Diversity and Compliance, heavy proponents on helping minority entrepreneurs. There are so many certifications, so many resources, so many contracts that we aren't aware of. Even if you're making a product, there is a contract out there for you. So I I want you to make sure you're taking advantage of resources um, and just be your authentic self. Don't compare yourself to anybody. Don't try to make your brand just like somebody else's. Figure out what's needed figure out what you're passionate about and it will, it will come together and don't be afraid to invest in your brand. It takes money to make money. Big one. Yeah. Can't have that janky website. (laughs) (laughs) Look, Wix will only last you for so long. Gotta make it it look real. (laughs) Yeah. That's right. Oh my goodness. Well, thank you, Cynthia. You have shared so much uh, well beyond just, you know, side hustles and side gigs. Um, so we just appreciate um, you taking the time, especially on a Saturday morning slash afternoon <laughs> to hop on with us. So Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you, thank thank you so, so much. much. It's been invaluable. Yeah. This is a two-parter. So yeah, um, well, it was a lot of fun. Thank you. Look, guys. Good look real quick, here. real quick. I got a, I got a quick little story. So I, uh, okay. I came, me and my wife, we went to the, um, what was that event? It was with the, was it CMB Capital or something like? Is it CMB? Oh yeah, Capital? that was yeah, the, the brunch they uh, did. yeah, the brunch thing. Oh, the, really okay. nice, 
it was, yeah. it was really nice and, and we had a good time but we were like man this i wonder why more people didn't come to this because we i mean mm-hmm. it, it was it was real nice to us and i saw you there yeah and i was like yeah you know we're gonna get we're gonna get cynthia on the podcast uh eventually you know yeah Alicia got a relationship with her That's my had, girl. I, had i had i read that book that you had about networking I wouldn't be like, hey, how you doing? Oh, this is, you know, my name is Andre. You know, me and Alicia got the podcast. Yeah. I'm excited to get you on. But I didn't do that, you know, because I'm an introvert. But I got to work on it. It's all good. That's okay. And let me me drop my favorite line from that book. This, This, people have to talk to you if you say this. You ask, what brought you out today? (laughs) <laughs> if I ask you that, you have to give me an answer. It's not a yes or a no. So you could have walked up it's to me. True. Cynthia, what brought you out? Oh, I'm here to support my friend. Uh, okay. All day. Yeah. All day. So okay. now, you, now you learn something. <laughs> All right. We got a tip. Never yeah. ask yes or no questions. Yeah. There you go. Get in there. <laughs> <laughs> tell people where they can find yeah, you on you social media, website. All right. So Cynthia Daniels and Company on Facebook, Instagram is Send Daniels Co. My website, cdcoevent.com. And then the podcast is Grindset. And Grindset, you can find us on any uh, podcast uh, platform, you know, Apple, Stitcher, any of that. Awesome. 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 Well, we Thank look forward so, so to much. more from you with the virtual. Can't wait to get back in person. I can't wait to go back to Elixir. Back I'll be at Elixir every yeah. year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my baby yeah. right now. I love music and the challenge of making sure every room is lit at the same time. Like that's that's my favorite thing to do. Yeah. yeah. I'll be so there. much music at that. We'll be. Make sure you follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Main Side Hustle. That's M-A-N-E-H-U-S-C-L-E. Leave us a comment. Let us know what you think.